run. Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's What You Could Have Run podcast, where I talk to real runners about real races. Oh, sorry about that. The phone seems to be ringing. I wonder who that is. Oh, it's Jarvis Cocker from Pulp, the late 90s band. wonder what he wants. Oh, he's got a question he wants to ask. What's your question, Jarvis? Do I remember my first time? What I do, but I don't think it's got anything to do with you. It's a very personal question. Oh, you mean your first ultra? Well, I just about remember mine, but it's quite a long time ago. Why do you ask? Ah, you want to get into ultra running and want to hear for the first time what it's like to run over 26 miles? Oh, well, I'm probably not the best person to ask because I've forgotten a lot of mine now. Got a bit haggard and old, but I do have someone I know, my mate Math. He's only just popped his ultra cherry. Maybe we could talk to him. Would it be good? Well, of course it will. Math is more of a half and full marathon runner, but this year he decided to try his first ultra at the rescheduled Shires and Spires 35 mile race. How did it go? Well, he didn't die, and on the positive side, he experienced a full range of the ultra experience including a proper tantrum mid-race. Did it put him off running? No, as we find out, he bounced back from his ultra and did rather well at a marathon a couple of weeks ago. Yes, this episode is a double header with not one but two races featured. You're right, that is incredible value for money. Calm down, calm down. We're ready now. Here's math. Right, with me now is Math, and he's here to talk about his first ever ultra. He was an ultra virgin up till a few weeks ago. So, welcome to the show, Math. Thank you very much. Cheers. Just so people know kind of where you're coming from and stuff, how did you get into running? What sort of marathons have you done, and what prompted you to try and go to the murky world of ultras? Well, uh, I've been running for a number of years, really, but sort of a bit. I was playing football, so it was sort of a. Uh, a way to keep my fitness up in the in the close season, and uh, 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 and then what I was running and be, I started doing ten k's when I was playing football, and then as I packed up or started to look at packing up football, I sort of decided and went into vets football of all things. I decided that um, that's not run, football for people that play with cows, is it? That's uh... no, no, you don't know. You don't have to take a goat with you. But uh, no, it's for over 35s. Right. Uh, so, uh, which I really love playing football at that, at that level as well. But it's uh, running just took over and I, I found myself enjoying running more and more and I found that rather than football in a firm we were running, it was the other way around. And I uh, I didn't want to play football because I knew I wouldn't be able to run until sort of Wednesday when I could walk again. So, yeah, so I just got into it through that. Got done a 10K, threatened to throw my trainers away after a 10K, did a half, threatened to do the same again. <laughs> the the same here, again. isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, there's sort of a sort of, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it seems to be the way it goes. And then Ultra, obviously, I watched throw my trainers away again. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How many marathons did you done before you did the Shires and Spires then? Nine. 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 So that's, that's, that was, I suppose, officially my tenth marathon. Yeah. yeah. That, that's like, I mean, a lot of people do maybe one or two in their life, so you've already done quite a few at that point. Yeah, yeah. So what prompted you to go beyond 26 miles? Because most people sort of stop there because you uh, still friends. only get one medal no matter how far you run. 
yeah, no, uh, friends. It was it, it's a box that I think I love. I love running and uh, uh, I love long distance running as you do. Uh, uh, but it was a box I had to tick with. It was something I'll probably try to get out of. And uh, <laughs> the likes of yourself and Jen Sankster and Matt Clements sort of were talking me into it. So uh, I, I felt that I had to do it for them. And they're probably regretting making me do it once I've done it. But I also, uh, it was a box that had to be ticked because I, I, I never knew what it was like to go over the 26. And uh, now sort of reviewing it after <laughs> six weeks or whatever ago it was, I'm kind of glad I'd done it. But at the time, yeah. I wish I had done it. So, yeah. So you, you picked the Shires and Spires more because your mates were doing it rather than that was a particular race you were yearning. Yeah, no, it was it, it was a local event or localish. Uh, the timing was right for us to do it as a, a run, run with Jen and Matt six days a week, I guess. So it was everything sort of fitted in quite nicely as well with the COVID and everything else. It was a race that was actually happening. True. Um, so yeah, it was it just sort of everything sort of seemed to fall into place, and I thought at thirty five, although it's a hell of a distance, I felt that it was low enough that it was sort of achievable. So yeah. So did you do different training, sort of marathon training, or just ramp up a bit? <laughs> yeah, we yeah we uh, we we the the, my, uh, the I loved the training, absolutely adored it. It was uh, going from uh, my general was about forty miles. 40 miles a week and it was sort of jacked it up to mid 60s, 70 and I really loved that. I loved the long runs every morning and uh, I'm strangely, uh, I love uh, I love the feeling of being exhausted um, <laughs> at the end of the day. There's nothing better for me than on a Sunday after a 20 or 30 mile run, that feeling of exhaustion and sitting on the sofa and watching some rubbish on the television with a glass of red wine is my absolute favourite. I don't quite know why, but no, yeah, no, so... <laughs> yeah, so the, the, really, the, 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 it was just a matter of jacking the mileage up. And it's probably where I failed in my attempt at the ultra is that although we did jack the mileage up, to be fair, that, and we'd done a lot of trail running to suit the Shires and Spires, yeah. I probably didn't do enough. I only done one week, possibly two, of trying to eat normal food um, and really didn't probably drop the, drop the pace enough to uh, to do an ultra we were sort of still it in eight eight and a half and because i've never done an ultra before that was my target the whole I was, because of marathon running you always want to hit them targets and i never really realized the difference in going into an ultra so so you're doing the yeah, miles but, but probably doing them a bit too fast yeah everything was a bit probably a bit too quick so uh yeah. so what so were you tending to eat then on your training runs were you sticking to gels and stuff to start yeah with? yeah gels and then for the last week two weeks i did one week of uh one week of jam sandwiches and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and some crisps and then uh, and then i had a week of uh, somebody else recommended me uh sausage rolls and something else so it was it, it wasn't enough it sh i should have done i learned that i should eat earlier in runs so i learned that but mm. i didn't then take that into the uh, shards and spires but it's yeah i wish i'd Doing it again, I'd have done a lot more training with probably slower and uh, more food. Right, and then the other thing with ultras, obviously, kit as well. So, you know, marathon runs, you then just have a couple of gels in your pocket. Did you get yeah. a full on race vest rucksack thing to get into? Yeah, the I went the full on, uh, I can't remember the name of them now, um, the 
very flash bloody bladder and uh, with the bottles all on it and all that. Yeah, so I had all the gear. Okay. Absolutely no idea as it would turn out. <laughs> but yeah, I had all the gear and it, uh, on the uh, the shards and spires. I probably had enough food to uh, to feed a small army, but I actually failed to eat any of it myself. So no, ruin the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I said you won it, you know, people don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, I do apologise. Uh, did you have a target time for the race going in, or were you just thinking... We, as a group, try? we didn't. As a group, we didn't, but I, I would say uh, I had a personal sort of target, I think, of about six hours, but it was I was going into the unknown, so mm. I really didn't know. I really didn't know, so I was sort of aiming for that because I thought that felt roughly what it should be, knowing how quick I can do a marathon and sort of having the adding in the uh, endurance side of it, I thought it'd be a bit about six and a half. Yeah, it's just an hour of them with, uh, yeah. with a 10 mile cool down at the end, isn't it? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, so on uh, race day then, obviously it actually, race actually happened. So what's it like in the world of COVID We're actually going to races these days? It was it was really quite nice. It was, uh, it was nice to be in that sort of competitive environment, if you like, if you can call, I know it's an ultra and it's all a little bit slow, but it's still a race. And it was, it was just nice to be out there racing again. It was nice to have put a race number on. It was nice to have, oh, I felt anxiety, to be honest, for about six weeks out with the training. I've, <laughs> never, I've never had anxiety like it for a race, which is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, it was nice to have that, the, the butterflies in the stomach on race morning and thinking what am I going to eat? And obviously, uh, I stuck to your uh, pre <laughs> pre marathon or ultra plan of a McDonald's. We tried yeah. to get, uh, yeah. porridge, but obviously with Corona, McDonald's aren't allowed to sell porridge for some bizarre reason. I don't know. like make it with Corona. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they make it with. But well, the staff stare it with their bare hands. Or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's not allowed. You're not allowed to have porridge during Corona. So uh, I had to go for the bacon and sausage, bacon and egg um, muffin with a hash brown and coffee. Which so you ate well before then. Yeah, yeah. What were really you good. carrying for the race then? Um, water. I had uh, two uh, a liter of water, and then I had well, I, I prepared myself uh, jam scones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems quite bizarre. Jam scones and some other bits and bobs that I thought like uh, cereal bars and things like that. And then Jen, Jen turned up, who's uh, the most fabulous cook that I've ever met, especially in the cake department. Mm. And she brought uh, uh, flapjacks, etc. Um, she'd also taught us all, me, me and Matt, certainly how to make um, peanut cookies, peanut butter cookies. So we'd all made them. They were in there. So I, I and I took gels as well. So I was you had a picnic basically in your backpack, yeah. I, I, I had loads. It was really, I was so way down with food. It was probably that might have been part of me down for actually weighing <laughs> about another stone of uh, just pure food that I was carrying. So well, yeah. it's, even if you've done a lot of ultras, it's it's not always easy to predict what you're going to want to eat, is it? So it's not, no, 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 no. Yeah. And it's too long just to not have anything like a half or something, just grin and bear it, don't you? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, um, after the race started, and what we haven't mentioned is we were entered in for the team event, weren't we? So, there were. We was, yeah. <laughs> there were five of us from uh, Red Ray and Edgebridge to the team. And we were hoping to do quite well. But, um, yeah, we were still at the yeah. start, Pen, weren't we? And uh, the girls were in the queue for the toilet. It was like being a nightclub. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so it was all quite strange. It was all quite strange. We didn't have to collect any jackets, but we just had to collect the girls afterwards. Yeah, after yeah, everyone else had already set off. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was quite a... Uh, it seems it might be the norm now for races where you just sort of turn up and go because you've uh, because of the COVID and uh, social distancing. But, um, yeah, it was all quite... Uh, uh, just almost going out for a run with friends, well, as I was, really, and we... Uh, set off a little bit late I suppose but quite nicely and a group of five were having a nice conversation for probably the first eight miles I would suggest so it was, it was nice yeah, just like a normal study run really what was navigation like then is it Mark Trail or were you using your watch or it was it was using my watch which is uh, well, probably we're not the best it's the first time I've ever uh, followed a route on my watch uh, I'm now 49 my eyes aren't the best either so <laughs> Uh, so, but luckily with Jen and Matt and uh, Matt's young eyes and and Jen always guides us um, on runs between us. We got through it. It was and it was the uh, the watches were the routes were really good, really good. There was the odd, I think the odd arrow and uh, and stuff, but generally it was the watches. And it was we only I only actually went wrong once, um, uh, and bizarrely it was a, a route that we'd gone out and wrecked two weeks previous, three weeks previous, and I'd done that section of it. So I went wrong <laughs> and I went right the first time. So I think oh, that was really when uh, I was, I did get a few problems probably when they started. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, what sort of pace are you going off at to start with for anyone that's not run a ultra before? Far, far too quickly. <laughs> far too quick. Done again, I would be going, uh, I mean, we, I did have a, I think I looked down and there was, couple of 740s certainly yeah. a lot of eight minute miles there was a lot of unfortunately for the for the race from my perspective probably got lowered as i think we were off the work is a 5k and ultra into a full sense of security where you're you've got a lot of downhills and flat mm. and you think well the hill's never going to come and it really we didn't even hit the first hill probably till till 12 miles so uh we Unfortunately, we were just going too quick. Or I was certainly, for me, going, I don't think Jen, Matt and Ellie or yourself were going too quick, but I certainly Well, was. I, I was, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you ditched me. So yeah, what do you do I, if you're in a team event and you ditch your mate? How does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, what it is, the guy we ditched, which was you, had done... You must be on 120 marathons now, and uh, God knows how many ultras. So we knew we could, you could fend for yourself. For some reason, I was treated like a young child who was looked after all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, and the other thing that's probably different from this race to the ones you've done is it's a lot of footpaths and stuff. You've got gates and styles, etc. Um, I was very nimble over them. How do you kind of? What's that like if you're used to road marathon and suddenly being asked to leap over a, a style so at high speed? <laughs> so, so, so tough. So tough. I think that it could be diving over the next time I do it. But it was that really, tra I've always found trails tough. Always. Mm. If we ever do a trail run on a Sunday or wherever, I've always found it particularly tiring. And uh, to do that on the ultra, really the styles got at the end. They were just so slow. Me going over them, it was it was uh, it was quite tough. But yeah, I've I've always struggled with trails, and uh, uh, yeah, it was tough. There's no doubt about it. Very very it just very breaks out the flow, doesn't it? Yeah, you, any rhythm you get is just gone as soon as you hit a you know a style or a gate. It's it's sort of undone. So yeah, yeah. So you said you ran all up sort of ten twelve mile ish. What happened after that? <laughs> Well, 
Because I don't uh, know, because you know, he ditched me. Yeah, we know. were gone. Yeah, we were just sort of, we were in the distance. Now, uh, we'd, we, we were at eight miles, and we decided we were, we should be eating. Someone, Matt suggested we should be eating, and we all agreed, yeah, that's a very good idea. So we, because of trail running and the ultra running, we know we, you, you eat on a hill. Mm. But unfortunately, no, there was no hills until mile 12. So we said at eight miles, we really need to eat. But we said, well, what we'll do is we'll eat at the next hill, not knowing it was another four miles away. Unfortunately, for by that time, I tried to eat and it was probably already too late for me. And I couldn't mm. really, I had a banana, I had a bit of water, but I couldn't really stomach too much food. So it was, uh, that was probably the start of me maybe descending into into problems so yeah yeah no that's, that's the problem isn't it we eat and drink and you don't feel the effects immediately it's yeah several miles down the line by which point it's a bit late yeah 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 so uh, i i sort of knew i was in pro i knew i could there could be problems but i was thinking well i've done loads of running i'll be fine but so well, what point did you actually start to feel that maybe you were about to die <laughs> 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 well some friends came up to see me I think on about I think it was mile 26 and they said I didn't realise but they said I looked awful but um, they sort of jeeved me up and, and I felt better for seeing as you do felt better for seeing friends mm. but then I got to I think about mile 29 I saw the same friends again and they said I looked better for somehow but I felt awful uh, and I knew I was banging trouble then uh, shortly after Shortly after that stop where I did see them, that was, I can't think what, I can't think there was a, a food stop there. Um, I couldn't remember Matt's name and I run, bear in mind I run with him six days a week, message him several times a day. I couldn't remember his name and I thought I'm, I'm in terrible trouble here. So yeah, that's when I saw, mile 29, I thought I'm, I'm, I knew I was in trouble. And was it sort of a sudden then or more of a gradual realisation? Uh, I mean, how does it differ from your normal marathon? If people have run a marathon, you always feel a bit shit at the end. But what's the difference? Yeah, well, yeah. Generally, if you a marathon, whenever I've had a marathon, I've had problems. You know, there's not that far to go, and you don't feel that lousy. Um, I got into trouble. Really, I knew I was in major problems. At 30, 31 miles, and the pain that was <laughs> that came from my body. I've never known pain like it. <laughs> And I did actually want the world to end. So uh, with a marathon, I think now that I've, I've I've done now since then, I've done a nomad. So I've actually done, if you include Charles Buzz, eleven marathons. Of those, I've had problems. My first, I had problems. I had problems in Liverpool and Abingdon. You know, you've only got a few miles to go, and the pain isn't. You thought that was bad. You feel a bit sick. It's all right. With an ultra, I've never known pain like it through my whole body. I felt awful <laughs> and uh, that is the difference that I didn't want I just a marathon I think I'm going to do this there's no one going ever going to stop me getting over that finish line with an ultra I wanted somebody to just sweep me up <laughs> put me in a bin bag it wasn't the sort of heavy legs you get a marathon it was a full body kind of yeah almost like being hit with man flu or something yeah, it was awful. It was awful. And I know you, yourself who have done several, uh, loads of these tried to tell me to have paracetamol, tried to eat. I just couldn't. I just, no advice would was going anywhere near my brain. And it was, I, mean, I did hear rumours that you were spitting jelly babies out, Jen. I did. <laughs> the thing is, I, I have total respect for Jen Saxton. I have 
ultimate respect for her as a person, as a runner, and everything else. And she put jelly babies in my mouth, I think, at about mile 27. And I spat them out like a baby. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I would never spit. Well, I do spit near Jen, obviously, when I'm running. But certainly wouldn't spit jelly babies out that she'd put in my mouth and say, <laughs> I can't eat them. So, yes. It was that along with the dummy. So, Jen obviously started with you. Yeah. Light glue. Uh, she was brilliant. Yeah. Well, that was nice. And what about Ellie and Matt? Did they stick with you? No, they didn't. They did what not. They tended to do, no, what they tended to do was run away. They'd come back. Um, and then run back. Yeah. Uh, say some... Oh, well, I can't say it on here what they said, but um, uh, did the... I mean, anybody with Red Way will know the famous uh, loopback sign where you put your hand in the air and shout loopbacks. Did that several times. Um Ellie uh, verbally abused me, um, which Matt egged her on to do. Uh, but nothing, unfortunately, could get me to lift me out of this, lift me out of the pain I was in, if you like. Mm. I just couldn't find anything physically within me to uh, to run. It was I was barely struggling to walk. So I'm feeling sorry for myself. Sad, I'm sad to say. <laughs> <laughs> if my if when I my my son is now my son and daughter are now twenty one and twenty three, but if I acted the way I did as four year olds, I'd have smacked the back of their legs and told them to get on. Because <laughs> yeah, obviously you dips me because you mean, and I did wonder if I might catch you up at some point, and then it, yeah, it was about mile thirty or something. Yeah, I was in a group of runners, and I saw a few other runners stood to one side, and someone lying down on the floor. And I was like, oh, God, someone must be having problems. I wonder who it is. And, yeah, I wandered over and uh, it's you. Yeah. yeah. Which Literally was all... lying on the floor, weren't you? Yeah, I was actually lying on the floor. The second I was sat down, Jen told me not to, but the second I'd had full meltdown, I'd rung friends who had come to cheer me on. I'd rung them uh, and begged them, really, to come and get them. I couldn't remember their, any of their numbers, but luckily Matt, through Facebook, got hold of one of them and said... And I spoke to him on the phone, uh, and the girl I spoke to, Sammy, was having none of it. She's done ultras, so she was saying, man up, get to the end. Uh, as did you when you come back, come past smiling. Well, you I did. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I was really, uh, no one really, apart from Jennifer, felt sorry for me. Everybody was sort of saying, oh, well, I think your uh, phrase was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> open a tin of mad juice or something like that. I think it was something <laughs> along those lines. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that. So, yeah. Because, yeah, the, the point actually, yeah, there is, is you couldn't use your mobile phone because everything was conspiring against you, wasn't it? You managed to lock it out in your pocket somehow. Yeah. Every, so, yeah. Lo I'd lo yeah, it was in my bag. It was in my bag because uh, I was told to take it and it would, uh, it locked itself out through uh, my jam sandwich probably trying to tap the code <laughs> in, which wouldn't accept. So I couldn't use my own phone, couldn't get a lift home, couldn't get a cab, couldn't get an Uber. <laughs> Everything was against me. I had no choice but to finish it. And if this I was about a, mile, choice, about a mile 30, wasn't it? So you did only have sort yeah. of four and a half miles left, but I guess yeah. that felt like a long way at the time. Well, uh, four and a half miles to, to me any any day is barely worth getting out of the house for. But mm. when it's after 30, it was just, it felt, again, I was acting like a three-year-old. It was pathetic. <laughs> I hold my hands up. It was pathetic. It was uh, good, But yeah, it was. It felt like, it felt, it felt like doing another marathon at that stage. It was awful. 
Everyone has a tantrum on ultra occasionally, but yeah. so how did you uh, finally get going again then? Well, you, with your, uh, luckily, your spare Calippo that you brought. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there was, <laughs> yeah, really, I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep anything down. I couldn't eat, I refused to eat, but the threat of a Calippo pushed in my, uh, <laughs> pushed in my face. Uh, I had no choice but to eat it, and gladly I did, and thank you, I'll, I'll thank you again for that. Yeah. I probably didn't at the time. I probably didn't yeah. want you to give me it, but. Well, um, I didn't yeah. want to give it to you, it's my Calippo. <laughs> <laughs> But it was uh, it was my saviour because that gave me enough calories, enough sugar, uh, and that incentive to go along, and I could be sucking that while hobbling or walking. And uh, yeah, that that and along with uh, half a mile later, some blackberries that I found on the tree give me a real real lift to to get through, if not run, get through very slowly walking. Yeah, you did get going again. For anyone interested in high-performance athletes, how did you uh, rehydrate just after that? <laughs> well, <laughs> thankfully, because of your experience as an ultra runner, you uh, you managed to find a pub. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it, was, it was Matt's idea to get you a Guinness. I would have gone lager, yeah, personally. But. Yeah, no, uh, to be honest, the Guinness all the way. I'd be a great <laughs> advert for Guinness. So if any uh, executives are listening out there from uh, any brewery companies, yeah, we went into the pub or stood outside the pub. Um, I didn't, I weren't mad enough to have a half uh, pint of cider like you. Mm -hmm. I had to have a half a Guinness, which thinking back now, I wish I'd probably had a pint. Um, I'm not, I'm not a quick drinker by any means, but that was the best and quickest half Guinness I've ever had. And, uh, totally lifted out of me, my doldrums that I was in. And, uh, uh, and then I ran off and left you behind again. You did both of them, yeah. <laughs> so I managed to run, not quite to the end, because there was a very long hill in that last two or three miles. But the Guinness really, with the Calippo and the Blackberries, uh, give me that. Uh, calorie intake that I needed just to get me across the line. So, yeah. Do you think it's mostly just a you know, lack of calories that caused you to fall apart then? Yeah, because the training was there. The training was certainly there. I'd, I'd only done one 30 miler, but we've done a lot of 25 milers, etc. I've been doing 20 milers every week for I couldn't remember how long. Mm. But it was just the lack of being able to eat and learning to eat. And like I said to you, the anxiety going into that run i've never felt so anxious about a run i was i could run along and we'd be running we we i mean like i said i was doing 60 70 miles a week but if i ran along and i just thought of the the ultra coming up i'll get anxious and my pace would go along it was awful i've never felt anything like well, it in my life yeah. it's so strange so especially and I, when I, there it, isn't really a, a time pressure is it it's not like no. if you were training the other day to run london or something like i've got to get 315 or yeah. it's not worth going but it's absolute madness and i've been involved in football running team sports all my life golf even not that golf's an endurance sport but i've always felt i'm a really mentally very strong person and it broke me it broke me just the <laughs> thought of doing it and i knew i was I, I, to be honest i I think because of that anxious, that anxiety going into the race, I think that I've never felt, I've never felt anything like it. And really thinking about it, it's quite cathartic now talking to you about it. I think I'd almost, I've got to the point now where I may do another ultra because, hey. I'm, so, 
I sort of, I need to get it. I, I think the anxiety is possibly gone now and I know how to do it. Not that I'm, I'm, you never, I mean, I've done 10 marathons and I think I'm probably nowhere near learning how to do them yet. But I think that maybe that anxiety may not be there next time and it will free me up to run or, or walk sections easier. And I've not got, like you say, there's no time pressure. Yeah, and I think you've learned that things can go badly wrong and then still come back from it, don't you? Whereas yeah, marathons yeah. are a lot more scientific, aren't they? It's these splits at these miles, gels Absolutely. at these intervals, and that's what you do. With ultras, it's just you know a long car crash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or in my case, a write-off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fire under the bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, I mean, you did finish, and we finished all together in about six and a half hours. Yes. And despite uh, lying down the grass and stopping at a pub, we actually came third team overall, didn't we? So. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. was. I, yeah. I, and, and thankfully, on my part, the 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 team that come first and second, I think, was so far. Oh, certainly first team was so far ahead of us that. Although I slowed us down dramatically as a team, I didn't feel that guilty <laughs> because we wouldn't have won it anyway. No, so you didn't so that, I, that was quite nice. I was quite pleased with that at the end that we couldn't have won it. So because I did let us down totally as a team, but hey ho. Are you glad you pushed on and finishing? So you were close to quitting. You think had you managed to get a lift home, you'd have regretted it or uh, when I finished it, I'd have I'd have still said I wish I'd have got the lift home. But now <laughs> thinking about it a few weeks afterwards, I'm so glad. Well, even probably that evening, I felt really glad I'd done it. It was, it was, it is a massive achievement. I've, I've still not, because I'm used to 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, like you say, you're going for a pace, you're pushing your body to its extremes, running, getting that mix of running walking that's what i can't quite mm. still even now get me head around that you you're not although you're pushing your body to its limit you're not you're not running constantly and that's i can't quite get me head around that now but i'm i'm thankful i've done it i'm pleased with that it is a massive achievement i'm i'm chuffed well definitely yeah and you know yeah. it's not even like you were last we still did overall pretty good time so yeah yeah if you look out of the half hour tantrum you did done really well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of the event, would you recommend that to other shires and spires? Definitely. It was a, the 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 there was a few marshals on it. I don't suppose there are many on ultras, but the people that were the obviously marshals at the checkpoints were fantastic. Um, you know, the the it was all run really well, uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, I was. So it, I'm an ultra virgin or I was until I'd done that but that as an ultra was fantastic it was just extremely tough but uh, it was picturesque the, you know it was very pretty and and it was tough and it was but it was good I yeah, enjoyed it excellent and any advice for anyone else looking to run their first ultra <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> I can't run. <laughs> um, my advice would be you've got an Audi eating I mean everybody's different and mm. uh, um, Matt, Jen, yourself, Ellie, who we ran with, uh, all now the eating. You, you've all got it right, but I've, I'm yet to learn that. And hopefully, if I do another one, or when I do another one, I'll get that. But that—that that is what I would say: is put the miles in, which we did. Slow yourself down and eat early. I'd certainly Thanks, say man. eat early. Right, and we've got a few questions people have asked. 
Oh god, this I is so <laughs> It's gonna be a stitch up, I know it is. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> I have to edit a lot of the laughter out. Yeah. Um Stuart wants to know if you saw your mate struggling to do an ultra, would you help them or would you take a photo? <laughs> <laughs> well, me personally, I would help them. Oh, would you? But, but I have heard of people who do take photos and yeah. even do them in black and white and put them on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Uh, My most liked Twitter photo ever. <laughs> you on the floor being helped up by Jen, who's like the size of your leg. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, in future, I would always help someone, and that, yeah. and that now, now I know how bad I was. That would apply to any race. I would, there you uh, go. Yeah. And uh, Matt, who you might know, asked, "When's your next ultra, and what fuel worked for you?" <laughs> <laughs> well, my next shot. I've actually showed interest today in Run to the Sea in Bournemouth, so that looks that's a little bit shorter. I think I would. Uh, and uh, as far as I'm aware, no styles. So uh, that yeah. probably ticks a few but more boxes for me. And obviously, uh, the Guinness post-race is definitely one. But if I do pass a pub and I'm in problems, there will be a Guinness Excellent. going down. Yeah. Right. And uh, a guy called Mick said, if you knew how bad it was going to be, would you still have entered? Uh, now, yes. Then, no. <laughs> Quality. So, um, yeah. On reflection, I would, st I would still do it because... I think even my first marathon, I remember my first marathon, I was broke at 19 miles because I didn't train mm. properly and all the rest of it. But I'm so glad I've done more of them. So, yeah. no, that's cool. And then last one from Katie, who you might know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I know that name. <laughs> who were... Who, <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> this isn't even really funny to people that aren't like me or you. But uh, who... <laughs> Who wears short shorts best, you or Ben? <laughs> Definitely me. There you go. Ben's legs are like a couple of bits of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Right, and then uh, moving away from ultras, um, you just recently did a marathon, did rather well at it at the Dorney Lake. Yeah. So, um, how do you do a marathon? Was it four weeks with it after nearly dying at Shires and Spires? Yeah, yeah. Any kind of did you train in between? Did you recover? Did I, you have counselling? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was actually I was not. I, I'm not sure it was uh, brought on by the Shires and Spires, but I had a I had a cold afterwards, and uh, I had a week's rest or five days rest, which is a lot for me. Uh, uh, and then just went back into normal marathon training. Looked sort of went, if you like, with a plan and just uh, did my normal 20 milers and stuff, 22 miler, two weeks out, and and then uh, went into my normal taper that I would normally do. But I think the uh, the shire, doing the shires and spires and having that mileage under my belt gave me great confidence going into the marathon. Uh, but I was scared. I was scared of Dorney because I'd not only had I had Shires and Spires, but my marathon previous to that was Abingdon, and I come undone there as well. So there was a real sort of worry. That was nearly a year again. previously, wasn't it? Abingdon, yeah. So it was, you know, it was a bit panic stations, but because of that, you know, I did address it properly and didn't maybe have many glasses of wine the week before and uh, and hydrated properly. 
So, yeah, sensible. So what's Dorney Lake Marathon like then? Because it's not one a lot of people have done, probably. No, to, to be honest, I've never been one for... I'm not a real fan of out and backs on, on Sunday runs. I'm not a fan of... I've never, to be, I've never done a looped marathon, but I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. And it's, it's eight laps. It's, it's eight laps dressed up as four, essentially. But um, really enjoyed it. Just tick off the laps. The, the first one was really, the times were, my pace was generally the same all the way through, but the first one was a bit of a drag. The second one was a real drag because you're sort of going up to midway point on a marathon. The third sort of seemed to go quite nicely and into the fourth was, uh, was you, you knew you were nearly home and dry. So it was, I, re I really did enjoy it. The weather weren't great, but luckily everybody warned me about the wind, how windy it can be at dawn. It was a really windy, rainy day, but luckily it was a crosswind. So didn't suffer going out or back. It was just a crosswind. So it was, it was, it was good. Enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the the lap course. It was good. So I'm how how confident were you it was actually going to happen? Because it was the fourth of October, wasn't it? the same day as the fake London Marathon, and well, it could have been cancelled for COVID. It could have been cancelled for torrential rain and floods. Uh, to be honest, I was pretty confident about the weather. I thought it would still go ahead you with weather, but obviously, there's always no matter what you sign up for. You're always worried about COVID or whether there's going to, you know, Boris is going to introduce something that's that's going to prevent us from running. So, uh, but it was again, it was like Shires and Spies done really well. You you uh, you socially distanced, queued up, and then we put in pens and and went off as groups of six, you know, every 15, 20 seconds. So, and, and really, I spoke to the odd person when we were running, but generally, I ran the whole marathon on my own. Uh, uh, so it was good. It was really social distance very well. So it was good, yeah. Excellent. So, um, yeah, I mean, what were you eating and drinking on that then, given how badly it went at Shires and Spires? Were you well, I'd, I'd, on top of stuff? I've again taken a... a, a, a well, we're, we're now calling it the Atkinson diet. Matt's <laughs> termed it for the uh, the uh, pre-marathon McDonald's. So we stopped in uh, Slough, me and Matt, who was doing it again with me, foolishly, doing another race with me. We stopped in our McDonald's breakfast. Um, and I just really, I was really keen on the gels. I had a gel before I started, which I generally do with halves. I had a gel before I started, a gel at probably eight or nine miles that I probably wasn't ready for, but because of Charles and Spires forced down me. Mm. Another gel probably on uh, 14 miles. I think I probably had four gels during the race, which is really unlike me. And I even... Uh, I felt myself struggling about, because I felt really good up until about mile, between mile 23 and 24, and I'd normally say, I can get through this, and I've done this, but I even had a gel at mile 24, just to yeah. get me across the line. So I've sort of, we're, we're always learning, whether it's through work or running or anything else, and luckily I'm, I am still learning on marathons and realised that I needed it and, and took it. To Ben's great joy, who loved the picture of me at mile 24, uh, being looking very grumpy because I was going through the pain, a lot of pain with a with a uh, with a gel in my hand, so it was quite nice. pleased with it. So yeah, cool. So obviously you're struggling at mile twenty four on the gel, but you did finish. How? Well, what finish time did you get? Because it's quite impressive. Yeah, well, three fourteen oh three. So I was really pleased. So yeah. And what was your PB pleased. before that? Three fifteen ten, something like that, at Manchester a year or so before. So. Uh, I had a pal running with me that day, Dan Cardinal, and we we had a, a real good 
real good vibe between the pair of us running. I thought I was never ever going to create recreate mm. what I got at Manchester. So I was I was really pleased, really pleased. And so you're going, I suppose, from a big city marathon with crowds to wins laps of a lake yeah. with no one around. Yeah, yeah, and I do really, I do, I do thrive on that having people uh, watching and cheering. I, I, I sort of have this thing in my head that they're all cheering for me, which I'm sure not all of them are, but with, <laughs> you know, and you, you sort of have to thrive off that. So, uh, 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 so it was difficult with a, with a Dorney, but I strangely enjoyed it. So, yeah. Excellent. So would you recommend that event to other people, particularly if you've Definitely. normally done big events? Is it weird doing such a small one or? It, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, you know, if, maybe if I hadn't PB'd and I'd have fallen apart, I'd have, uh, <laughs> I'd have, I'd have maybe had a go at it. But I really, really did enjoy it. I can't, you know, the the, the marshals were fantastic. There, there was marshals way around, and basically, they were just just cheering you. There was groups of people just because obviously you they weren't allowed spectators because of COVID. But the marshals just done such a good job of cheering you along. I mean, they must have been fed up to the back teeth of seeing. <laughs> I mean, marshals on a general course do it for their four or five hours. These people were doing it because there was, there was it was starting from first start was nine in the morning, I think, and the last start was eleven o'clock. <laughs> Marshalling all that all day in the wind and rain. It really was cold. It was awful, and they were as bubbly at the start as they was at the end. I mean, it was fantastic. So I'd certainly recommend Dorney again, definitely. Excellent. Cool. I mean, yeah, not a lot of people would expect to get a PB sort of a month after you die on your arse. So no, no. Yeah, so it's a sign to always look on the positive side, eh? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, that that has uh, really infused me again. About I almost thought oh, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to just go down to halves and ten k's. But <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm really I can't wait for my next marathon now. To be honest. What what is your next running challenge then? Uh, I'm booked in for MK Winter Half, uh, and I'm booked in for the big half in London, which I love doing every year. Uh, essentially, that's it at the minute. I think we're all we're all a bit scared of signing up for anything at the moment. Because of uh, because of the chance of cancellation, losing our money, and the thought of running anything, uh, uh, I don't know what they call it when you run it, just run your local area when you went to actually running a race, yeah, um, yeah. And, and getting a medal and t-shirt for it, it doesn't excite me in the slightest. You're not big on uh, virtual runs, then? Uh... Oh, that's virtual, yeah. I, no, I hate <laughs> the thought of doing a virtual run. Hate it, especially as you get a rubbish T-shirt, and I, uh, I'm not one for medals. Not one for medals, anyway. But yeah, uh, so uh, if I think there's going to be a race, I may go back to Dorney again. There's apparently there's one in November, which I may go back and do there because I really enjoy it. So yeah, yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, so you said you might go back to an ultra in future because I know a couple of your mates are doing a nice hundred miler next year. Not tempted to sign up. No, 100% not. 100% not. I think they're doing a 40 miler in a couple of weeks. 100% not. Um, I think if I if I do one again, I'll start with maybe Run to the Sea, a smaller event. 31 miles sounds about right for me. Mm. Um, if I get the hydration and food right. And then maybe if I do enjoy that, which I'm sure I'm hopefully I'm sure I will, then I maybe look to go on further. But um to be honest, the thought of a hundred k or a hundred miler is never—it's never going to happen for me. I don't think. <laughs> never going to—the pain is just too much, too much. <laughs> I don't know. In some ways, it's easy in trying to do a fast ten k, but at least a fast ten k, the pain's over quickly, isn't it? 
Yeah, but also, and I know, uh, I know Jennifer, certainly for one, obviously, Matt and Ellie know, but uh, I don't want to let them, I, don't, I can't let, let them down again. That was awful. I totally ruined their run because <laughs> they were quite happy to keep running and jogging and, and walking, and I just totally ruined it for them. And uh, yeah, it's I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they've got they've got great stories to talk of for years to come at my expense, which is great for them. But yeah, I wouldn't want to let them down again. Super, on. thank you. And if people want to follow your exploits, you on Twitter, Instagram? Uh, not Mark, you know me. I've just got into Facebook a year ago. I've just got. <laughs> I've just got into. I've just got. <laughs> I've just got into Instagram as well, uh, just recently. So it's uh, yeah. So. Um, uh, I'm on Strava, so but I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm on there. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Strava, but oh, I'm yeah, not quite yeah. sure what I'm doing on it. No, I still <laughs> don't really get Instagram, so I think I'm better than <laughs> Well, there's some good pictures of me on your uh, Instagram yeah, page. Yeah, they definitely so. are my, my best like pictures of the ones of you. You nearly dead. <laughs> <laughs> People thought I should have made a meme of you or something because you were that good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be very nice. <laughs> More famous. <laughs> cool well thank you very much for coming on and hopefully give everyone a taste of what it's like to run your first ultra and that even if things go not quite to plan you can still soldier on and finish and in retrospect yeah, actually yeah, pleasure. be glad that you did it cool thank yeah, you much for having me on mate yeah thanks to Matt for coming on and being a good sport there he certainly endured a fair bit of piss taking uh, since his tantrum but as you can see he's, he's now able to look back and laugh and appreciate that he did get it done. He's actually proud of what he achieves. That's where he should be, because your first ultra is always a bit of a challenge. There are a couple of lovely photos, as I mentioned, of him lying on the floor and then gradually being picked back up by our mate Jen. And what you won't appreciate from the podcast is Math is six foot tall, built like a bodybuilder with the physique of an action figure, and Jen is about knee high, weighs about the same as a wet tissue. And it fell to her to try and get him back to his feet. And it really was comedy gold watching her try and get him back on his feet. And I'm laughing just thinking of it. Um, <laughs> I'm still laughing. And on the day of the race, actually, Math did pretty soon get over the ordeal. And then he spent the rest of the evening in a pub with the rest of us getting uh, quite inebriated on cocktails and a bit more Guinness. So the nice thing about an ultra is it gives you a good excuse for more than a couple of beers at the end of it. And as you heard there, he actually went on to smash out a marathon about a month later. So there was no long lasting effects. And there's probably an argument that a very long, slow training run as it ended up being at the end is a good bit of time on your feet and endurance training there. That's all for this week. Uh, Coming up, I've got a Berlin Marathon special. If there's any other races you'd like to see featured, then please drop me a message. Game over.